go what's up guys it's getch i'm here with uncle ken hey captain doug is on assignment and our guest today is previous previous guest second time on on our podcast first time on the weirdos uncensored podcast because we changed her name because i moved last time she dropped dive bar dreamer this time she's going to be dropping i kind of don't and it is going to be on fire our guest today is Alexandra K. What's up, guys? Good to be hanging with my weird friends. So, yeah, definitely. So, are we allowed to call you like AK now? Like, what you, yeah, what's your nickname? Listen, as long as it's nice, I don't care what you call. <laughs> um, no, people call me AK. They call me Alexandra. And then my, you know, growing up, everybody called me Lexi. So, Lex. Oh, okay. I was like, where does Lexi come from? But then, oh, of course, yeah. Alex. Instead of Alex, just the line. Wow, I did not know that. So that's, yeah, so that's a friends and family call me. So I, I just got back from a vacation in Maine. I drove from, I live in South Carolina now, and I drove up to Maine uh, to be with that's family. About, about, about four hours drive? How long is that? Uh, it's, it's supposed to be 17 hours. Oof. But... Uh, on the way up, actually, it was it was fine. Uh, I'm from Maine, that's why I went there. And my fiance Heather has never been there, so I gave her the Maine tour. And you know, she had her first lobster, her first lobster roll. Went to Bar Harbor and saw the coast. And oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I did the whole thing. On the way back, it took us 36 hours to get to get back. <laughs> why? Well, some of it was weather and. And some of it was traffic. Uh, a lot of it was a flat tire that I, I, what was cool was, it wasn't cool, but like at the end of our drive on the first day, we were, we were like, Hey, let's look for a hotel. And all of a sudden my, my, uh, low tire pressure light went off. I was like, well, I guess we're stopping here. And we pulled over and we, uh, get to the uh, hotel and it was already 10 PSI under what it was supposed to be. I changed the tire right there because it got the little spare. It's on my truck. And they were like, all right, first thing in the morning, there's a Firestone opens at seven. We go to the Firestone and they look at it and they're like, we can't patch it. It's got two pieces of metal in it. And we're lucky because we went through New York City. So this didn't happen in New York City, right? So he's like, we don't, we can't patch it and we don't have the tire on hand. It would probably take until this afternoon to get here. So I was like, well, does anybody else in the area have it? So we had to drive another 30 minutes to a different Firestone. They were packed. It took them a while. It took about three hours for them to get the truck fixed and back on the road. And then it was nothing but like rainstorms and everything else. So it took us, I think we drove a total of 20, 24, 25 hours. And then the rest of it was downtime. Wow. Yeah, it was. That's uh, crazy. But it was a great trip. AK, do you have any, I'm sure you have tons of stories like that no i mean with all your touring and, and is there anyone that stands out that you were like i can't believe this is actually happening oh well i mean definitely the trip to grundy virginia in 2016 i want to say it was like my first tour ever we played a festival up in grundy virginia literally the festival was on the top of like a mountain 
it was insane. It was the most beautiful view. It was absolutely unreal. But the shit show didn't start there. It started at the gas station when I decided that I wasn't going to go inside to get something to eat anymore. I was going to pay for gas, and I set my wallet on the hood of the car. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, drove off. Oh, nice. And kept driving until we got about two hours away, and I realized my wallet was gone. It must be, you know, on the side of the road somewhere. So when I first bought this house in South Carolina, we we, uh, came here to visit. We flew into Atlanta, and put the address in the GPS and just followed, you know, the GPS to, to our house, right? It's a three hour drive from Atlanta to Columbia, South Carolina. And we were driving, you know, we're like, Hey, we're 20 minutes there. We're three hours into our trip. We're 20 minutes there. What's, you know, and then I started looking around. I was like, man, I was like, Columbia, I didn't realize it was this close to the Georgia border because everybody's got Georgia plates. And oh. so we, <laughs> so we pull over and the GPS, yeah, we uh, we realized, oh, we put the wrong, you know, Barbary court in the GPS. It recalculates, still three hours. We just went, we went the wrong direction. It was just like, you know, like dumb and dumber. Like we drove three hours in the wrong direction. <laughs> so I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I was like, this is going to turn into a, a six hour trip. So I pull over to this. It was actually in, uh, on the Chattahoochee River up near Tennessee. I was like, that's how I remember it because of the song or whatever to this place called Booger Hollow. And I was like, you know, we get gas and we go inside and there's this guy and he's like, he had just a soda and a piece of pizza. And he's, you know, he's struggling to pay for it or whatever. And I was like, dude, I got it. Just go, you know. And the cashier looks at me. He's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. He's like, okay. And then he's like, I was like, how much is it? He's like, $36. I was like, $36 for a piece of pizza? He's like, he got gas. And I was Uh... like, oh. And he already split, you know, I was like, I already told him I'd pay for whatever he had. So it ended up being another, like my gas plus whatever I had, plus his gas. I was like, dang. I was like, <laughs> "Jeez, that's yeah, that'll happen. Try yeah. To be so, nice, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, that, um, that, that was the losing my wallet was just the beginning of the, of the bad part of that trip because I, I ended up having, um, I ended up having my sister come in, um, and meet us out on tour. And so she ended up sharing a hotel room with me and she had two young girls. I believe Peyton was only, I don't know, three. I mean, she was like a baby. And so she slept in my bed and Courtney and Natalie slept in, in the other bed. And uh, middle of the night, Peyton like rolls off the bed. And like, I remember like being half awake, you know, that like half awake sleep where I'm like, I don't want to roll over on her. She's mm-hmm. still like pretty small, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, just very aware of like what's going on because she's, she's young. She was like two or three. I mean, she's young. So anyways, so like, I'm, I'm like doing that half asleep thing. And I, I remember her like rolling and I like reach my arm out, like so close to grab her and she just falls. She screamed the entire night. I had like a 7am call time for for interviews the next morning before we did the show. And then when we're on our way to the actual, we're on our way home from the actual show, there was like tornadoes happening as we're coming down a mountain in this big, like, I mean, big SUV, huge, massive. And I mean, all, everything is like straight down, straight over. I mean, it was like 
like this in this big, I mean, it was insane. I was scared to death. So that was probably, yeah, probably <laughs> the worst on tour. Other things happened, I think. I just remember being like, this could not get any worse. So the last time we talked, you were just getting ready to go on tour for the Die Bar Dreamer. I think that just came out and you're getting yes. ready. To, yeah. So what, ha- like, how was that? And how have things been since then? The Die Bar Dreamer tour was unreal. So the song Die Bar Dreamer was not out yet when I went on the Die Bar Dreamer tour. Die Bar Dreamer actually premiered on April 3rd. So just not not too many months ago. It was like right when the whole COVID thing just happened. Everybody had to go into quarantine and stuff like shortly after. So, um, but the tour was so good. We toured the entire East Coast and... I just was so happy to be able to, you know, actually meet the fans and hug the fans and say thank you um, face to face to these people who have been supporting me my entire career. And, um, and you know, I, I, I'm not the type of person that plays shows and leaves. So um, there was a lot of, you know, long nights just having beers and talking to people and, and hanging out afterwards. I just really, it was all about the, the personal connection for me. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, I was I was very very pleased with the tour, and I, we had a great time. That's awesome. Does, does that get old? Not old, but when people come up to you and say, "Oh, this lyric made so much to me," or "Your music got me out of a rough spot," or "You bring joy to my music," do you ever just get in a robot mode and say, "Oh, thank you," or do you really feel that connection with your fans? You never get used to it. You never mm-hmm. get used to it, um, especially when you know that it's coming from a very sincere place. You can tell the people who are just like, just want to talk to you and like probably have never even really heard your music before, but everybody else is, is standing in line to talk to you. So they're just trying, you can tell, you know, yeah. like you can tell when somebody is like looking you in the eye and saying like your words changed, you know, this part of my life or, or really got me through this hard time. Like the sincerity, you can see it in someone's eyes and, and you can feel it through their energy. And so so no, I don't ever get used to it, and and it, it always gets um, even more special and more amazing as my career goes on. I don't, I, I mean, I pray to God I never get used to it, you know, because um, then I feel like I will have probably changed as a human, and I hope <laughs> that never happens. So once Corona hit, obviously you couldn't probably tour where you wanted to go. So I guess did you have to come up with new ways to connect with your audience, or even do kind of more virtual concerts? Oh, absolutely. Well, the, the craziest thing was my single had just came out. <laughs> so, yeah, right. so it's like, Bad it's like normally, normally you're like good press and you've got all of these things, you know, that, um, that you would, you would do. Um, and in this time, and we couldn't do any of that. So all of my stuff was done virtually. Um, all of my interviews were done over the phone or on a podcast, you know, over the phone, or we spoke like this on zoom. And so I got very, very used to doing this. And, um, you know, as soon as this whole thing happened, the single had just come out, all of my fairs and festivals canceled. Everything came to a screeching halt. And I was terrified. I was terrified of, of, of the fact that I just poured months, years of work into this record that I'm, that I'm consecutively trying to release. And, and my team and I had worked so, so hard to try to make sure that everything was lined up and it was just ready in the queue and this was going to hit. And then three weeks later, this was going to hit. And then three weeks later, this was going to hit. And, 
and everything just came to a halt. And we, and that's why I kind of don't, which is my new single, which, uh, I'm sure I'll tell you guys more about that later, but, but, um, my new single that's coming out August 21st. So this Friday was supposed to be out, uh, May 1st. Oh, wow. So that is how, that is how I, I got so pushed back. I mean, everything just came to a halt. Um, but we decided that we had already been doing Facebook live acoustic sets for years. We decided let's just, let's just switch gears. Let's go back to Facebook. Let's go back to, to, you know, what we used to do all the time. And let's just play shows for the fans on, on Facebook. And, um, everybody was at home. So those blew up like crazy <laughs> and my numbers were just shooting through the roof and every video that I uploaded hit a million, at least every single one every week. And I was like, what is happening? Financially, we were only able to get through it because our, our fans tipped us on our Facebook lives every week. So honestly, you know, I went from looking for jobs, uh, part-time jobs to them really helping us continue to be able to play music for a living. So I'm forever grateful for that. Yeah. So you did the boot.com's Facebook uh, not too long ago, right? I did. I did a lot of Facebook live takeovers. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you're getting TikTok famous now, right? Is yeah. That, is that I guess. what it is? I don't know. I have a uh, a TikTok that got like eight hundred thousand views, and that was that's it because I don't, we don't really post much to TikTok, but I, I, it's pretty it's entertaining to watch people. I follow you on TikTok now, then, yeah, so just so you know. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, so I'm one of your I'm one of your however many Stop thousand it. followers, but uh, no, it was my son and my stepdaughter kicking a football. Who did it better? And it got yeah. like this big debate and I ended up getting like 800,000 views and uh, however many thousand likes. And it was, it was, it's Which weird is to nothing to shake your head at, by the way. I know you're like, oh, it was only 800,000 800, views, a lot of views. So yeah. that's, nothing, oh. that's nothing to shake your head at. I mean, there's people all over TikTok that get 10 views yeah. on every video. You know? I, I had people going, look, you, you blew up. And I was like, yeah, but this is just like one video. Everything else got like 50 views, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's how TikTok works though. Yeah. That's yeah. how TikTok works. So do you have to add content now with TikTok? Just another thing, just another, it's another way to reach your fans, right? It's another avenue. Well, um, okay. So I'll be honest. Uh, I wrote this song. I kind of don't, my new single, I wrote that. So sorry. I'm like getting emails. <laughs> um, I wrote this song in last year at the end of last year. Um, or maybe it was the beginning of this year. And I was sitting in a ride with Ryan Robinette and Tana Matz and Ryan was like, Hey, have you heard of this new app? And I was like, Oh yeah, that's a children's app. Yeah. I've heard, you know, I've heard of it. Like, I'm not going to get on there. I feel like it's weird for anybody, you know, over the age of 18 to be on that app. And they're like, no, like singers are, are getting on it. And they're, they're, uh, they're doing the thing for real. And they're, it's, it, you know, there's no, it's, it, there's like a huge organic reach because there's no like, like on Facebook, there's no block. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in the algorithm, it's either you go viral because people are watching your stuff or you don't because they didn't watch it or like it enough times in a certain amount of time for you to get thrown in the algorithm. Like it's very organic. And I was like, okay, all right, I'll like, I'll give it a shot. I started uploading content at the beginning of the year and uh, he was right. I mean, it was crazy. I was like getting hundreds of thousands of views, like it was nothing. And I was like, okay, okay, there's something to this. 
And yeah, but but I mean, if you if you go on my TikTok, you can scroll right down to. I mean, I've I've got what probably fifteen videos on it. <laughs> like that's it. Like I never upload on it. I don't. I don't because right. I don't know why. I really don't know why, but I just don't. It's, it's I'm not gonna do the dances and stuff. Yeah, it's like, probably. I'm gonna get on and I'm gonna sing and that's it. <laughs> right. It's probably that, and you probably hold some of that stigma of it's a children's app. You know, you kind of because it was like musically and. Yeah, I think musically was like a lot of kids and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that now first, and yeah. then they merged with TikTok or whatever. It's I don't so know. So huge now. So that, I mean, that's cool though. That's cool that that you went. Uh, you're now TikTok famous. So we'll just add that. You know. Uh, well, did you guys see my last video? I'll tell you what's going on really quick because it's like a big thing that's happening over the last four days. But yeah, I uh, so I uploaded a TikTok video for my new single. Um, I kind of don't. And in the in the video, I basically just told my story. I told everybody I was signed to a major record label and one of the biggest record labels in the business. And they ended up dropping me because I wasn't pop country enough. And all the songs they were sending me and wanting me to cut um, were just not my style. And I just refused to be anybody but who I am. And um, they ended up dropping me. And and uh, so a lot of the songs that I'm releasing now are songs that they they heard but didn't mm-hmm. want me to release. And um, one of those songs is I kind of don't. So I upload this video four days ago and I'm at, and in there, I'm like, you know, hey, TikTok, like, if, and I'm using the sound, I'm using the song in the background. And I'm like, hey, TikTok, if you guys know, or if, you, if you guys like this song, you know, help me out and help me prove these people wrong and, and, and pre-save this song. And so that video in four days has 2.3 million views on it. Wow. And I know it was, it was insane. I've had a lot of really, a lot of people reach out. I've had a lot of big people in the business reach out and it's just really opened up a lot of crazy doors over the last few days. And the biggest and and craziest thing that's happened from that, from that video, other than the record labels reaching out, obviously, because that's a big deal. But, um, is the fact that my song, I kind of don't has been pre-saved on Spotify. 19,000 times. That, that's pretty <laughs> amazing. And let, I, I guess since you're bringing it up, let's get into the song. You've sent us a kind of like an advanced copy of it. And I can't tell you from, since I pretty much like the 90s style country, mm-hmm. how I appreciate you still carrying that torch. You're like, Thank you're you. sticking to your guns. Like I can almost hear Leanne Womack sing that song almost. Where where did that inspiration come? You said you wrote that song with two other songwriters, correct? I did. Two of my okay. friends in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got together and then go go through like song process. How do you even start? Like, I have this idea, or do you look at something in social media? Just do you jot down phrases in a book? Like, what do you do? Okay, so here's how I kind of don't came about. I was in Nashville for a write with Ryan and Tana, and I had never written with them before. So um, I always have. Um, it's like first day of school jitters, you know, when you're, when you're writing with, with people that you're not used to writing with. So, um, I always, especially since I don't, I don't play guitar well, uh, I play guitar, but, but really just enough to write. And I, most of the time I kind of find it hinders my creative process and songwriting. And so I can come up with a lot more original, um, and catchier melodies without focusing on what I'm doing on the guitar. Um, so I don't usually bring, when I'm writing with other people, I don't bring an instrument. And so it's kind of when you come into a write without an instrument, you better have some good ideas. 
-hmm. you know, because there is a part where you can't contribute or where you don't contribute. So that's at least how I see it. Um, so you better come in with your guns loaded and with a bunch of, of, of good either hooks or lines or or some good ideas. And so, um, you know, I, I wanted to come in with a, a few concepts. So I had written this song called Gold back in 2013, I believe, or 12, back in 2012. And um, I wrote it about um, a guy that I dated for two years. And I was really, really just torn up when we broke up. And he, he started dating this new girl. And um, basically in the song, I'm saying like, you know, maybe you can give more to him than I can. And um, I really think that you're probably better for him than I ever was, but hold up, I still don't like you. Like I still am mad at you, <laughs> yeah. okay? So, so that was basically the song that I came in and that was really more in my like coming into my R&B day, coming out of my R&B days and transitioning into who I really was as a country artist. So I wanted to rewrite that song. So I brought that concept in and we're talking, we're ripping this concept apart, me and Tiana and Ryan, and we're, we're trying to rewrite this song. And then all of a sudden Tiana says, okay, so basically you're thinking to yourself, I kind of want to hate you. I kind of want to be you. Right. And I was like, we all just kind of like stopped and, and like looked at each other and we're like, okay, let's scratch everything we've done and let's write that song. And um, that's how we started writing it, kind of don't. And uh, it's a very truthful, very mature way um, of looking at a situation that we've all been through. One of my favorite songs I've ever written. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That song, anyone can relate to that song. Thank no you. one starts. No one starts off with a perfect relationship. Sometimes you have to go through some bad breakups to find the one that's meant for you. Uh, right, but, you but the song, but the song really, the song really is about. Um, the song really is about the relationship with the girl. Mm -hmm. So um, it's it's really, I kind of don't, is basically me walking into a bar and seeing this girl that my ex is dating and thinking, oh my God, like you are just as sweet as everybody said you are, which is a line from the song. And that makes this so much harder because I really, I really don't want to like you. And there's, there's this, there's this, push and pull through the whole song of like, I kind of hate that I love those shoes and how that lipstick is the perfect shade on you. You know what I mean? And then yep. it's like, it gets to me that I want to buy you another drink, but every time this name rolls off your lips, it reminds me you're the reason mine will never be on his. And I kind of want to hate you. And so it's just this back and forth of like, God, we would totally be friends in another world, but we love the same person. And, and, and I think it's a really cool, just like pull at your emotions. And uh, yeah, I'm super happy about it. So speaking about the perfect relationships, how, how about uh, Indiana? How's that guy doing? Mm, he's great. He's in the other room. And he's, yeah. got the, he's got the air conditioning like cranked up like crazy. That's why I have a blanket on. <laughs> <laughs> crazy in here. No, he's doing really, really good. We're looking for, we're looking for houses in Nashville. Still based in Illinois right now, but we're, we're making our transition over there. Making the move, huh? Around. Making the move to Nashville. I said making the move to Nashville, huh? Yeah, uh, like I said, a lot has happened in the last week. Um, uh, it's been some some pretty career changing uh, stuff, and the song's not even out yet. So, so yeah, we're 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 feeling very very fortunate, very blessed, and very excited for what's to come for sure. We're getting married next year, September twenty fifth. So. Oh, you got the date and everything, huh? Just. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let let yeah, let the COVID stuff go away, so you can have you know people there. You don't have the Zoom wedding or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> and I hope so. I really hope it's gone by then. I really, really do. 
Well, let me put that on my calendar. I think I'm available, so... so. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting, getting back to your performances, I forgot to mention earlier, you actually performed at Union Station for... For Fair St. Whole, Louis. Yeah, that's, that, yeah for, for, there were so many artists on that day. Yeah. Um, one, was it really different performing at such a, a venue like that? And two, performing for no one in front of you as well. Because I would imagine it was just a one camera guy. Like, I couldn't imagine there was a lot of people there. No, it was a full production. Um, it, was. it was. Yeah, they killed it. They killed it. Um, the company was Lifetime Media, and they are based in St. Louis, and just absolutely incredible. Such good guys. Um, they absolutely killed it. And being a part of that virtual fair St. Louis was honestly amazing. Um, I had never been at Grand Hall at Union Station before, so it was mind-blowing how beautiful it actually mm -hmm. is in person um and i thought it was such a special thing to to be able to perform that there and to be a part of the fair i mean in general i you know at first it was a huge thing and i was just so honored to have been asked um to be one of the guests that the, the performers that day and um as far as performing to nobody we were so used to doing that on facebook live every week anyways it was like a walk in the park yeah you know? you're a pro at that yeah yeah <laughs> It was weird getting back out and performing in front of people. That was strange. <laughs> yeah, you've done some performances around here in Illinois, and I think you got one coming up this weekend, and then I think Virginia. So at these performances, are they were actually inside places, or was there like outside the, the area? Uh, well, I uh, surprisingly enough, I'm booked for the rest of the year. So Ooh, I good. I, I I know I, I really expected to still be you know, scratching and clawing for gigs, but um, a lot of these places have opened back up and I'm just, I'm happy that I got the call and, and that I get to go back out and go back to work. Some of the festivals went through, we played Bowling Green, Bowling Green, Missouri, opened for Riley Green a couple of weeks ago. And then I went and I played a sold out show in Ohio with Thomas Mack and who's a good friend of mine, TikTok star as well. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, this week, two shows. Um, they're shortening my set time because you know everything closes early some of them are inside but a majority of them are outside and i think now since the new mandate they have to be outside yeah looking at your website alexandrakofficial.com mm -hmm. your events page has you going to let's see what is today oh here we go it's at the vintage wine bar this weekend right mm -hmm. is that okay and then you're headed to virginia the next week is that is that still Yes, and you just you just made me realize that I did not update my website. Um, I have a show on Saturday as well. Well, where's where's uh, that one at? <laughs> uh, that one is at Copper Fire in Belleville, Illinois. Um, it's an outside thing, though. It's basically like um, these two places, Benny's and Copper Fire. They have like this alley, and so they just put a stage there, and then and they oh, just cool. set everything up for everybody to be outside, and it's like a concert situation. So it's really cool. So it'll be our second time doing it with them really really fun um but then yes uh then i'm going to maryland i'm going to hanover Mar maryland on the 28th and then i'll be in uh, colonial beach virginia on the 29th i was just through through there i stayed in aberdeen maryland that's where i got the flat tire oh yeah <laughs> yeah so you know my sister called me today and she was like hey um there's supposed to be like a category four hurricane coming in the day that you're coming in from maryland like working up the east coast and i said Great. cool Nah, it's fine. Cool. It's fine. Awesome. It's fine. Yeah. You're just, just a little wet. That's fine. <laughs> so I have... These are outdoor venues, so they could get canceled. Oh, 
oh yeah that's that's not fine i didn't think about that yeah you're right (laughs) so so i i have a so i have a little uh fun little game for you today you know i love games it's 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 an easy one uh but usually it's ken versus doug you know but doug's not here so he automatically loses again so i think so what happens is we have our guests uh, from different places and all that stuff well uh, we have a challenge after we have a game every episode and then uh, between Ken and Doug and whoever gets the five points first wins and decides if they want to do uh, the challenge or not. And what the challenge is, is we spin a wheel and we have to do something that like what our guests have done. So we had a guy that was a snake char- like a snake guy and a falconer. So um, we have a competitive eater. I mean, so you have to go and actually do these things. So Doug loses again because he's a no-show, but I still want to do this game. And, and this game is, I'm, I've got the, uh, some of the most misheard lyrics. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what the wrong lyric is of the song. And you have to tell me what the right lyric is. Like and, country songs? Uh, there's a lot. I'll, I'll try to pick out most of the country songs or most of the well-known songs. And okay, cool. Yeah, so. Wait, wait, so wait a minute, wait, wait. How many questions are there? Uh, I mean, I, there's endless, so I'll try to do like okay. 10, eight, 8 to 10. Now that since we're interviewing AK, does what she does go on the wheel of choices? Uh, live performance? Is that, oh. <laughs> no, no, I know. We, me and Doug have to find a toddler and try to catch them before they fall off the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first one is, um, it's a warm-up for you. It's Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places. Okay. Yeah. The wrong lyric is, I'm not big on sausage sausage gravy. What's the right lyric? I'm not big on social gravy. <laughs> yeah, I told you it was a warm-up. Oh, yeah. uh, I didn't even know the song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get him to, I'm like, what? That was super funny. I'm not big on sausage gravy. Yeah, some, of these, some of these are ridiculous, okay? The, uh, I love, I love Okay, the song gravy. Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Mm-hmm. The wrong lyric is, hold me closer, Tony Danza. Oh, I heard that. Hold <laughs> me closer, tiny dance. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, You'll think of me by Keith Urban. The wrong lyric is "Take your cat and leave my shredder." Take your cat and leave my sweater. There you go. <laughs> three for three. Shredder. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with these people? You know, I did think. You know, I did think he said "Take your cat" at first. Like when I first heard the song a long time ago, I thought it was. Take your cat and leave my sweater. And I, my friends were like, "Did you say cat?" And I was like, "Is it not cat?" They're like, I "Cat." Thought, I thought. I thought. Like it was we cat have nothing time. left to weather is the next lyric, and I was like, "Oh, uh, I get it." Makes it. sense yeah. now. Yeah. Cap. So makes sense. This next one's tricky, and this might be a little bit before your time. It's the Arrhythmics, okay. "Sweet Dreams" song. "Sweet Dreams." Well, I can okay. help her. Uh, the wrong lyric is "Sweet Dreams are made of cheese." No, it's sweet dreams are made of this. Ah, you're right. So a lot of people think sweet dreams are made of these, but it's actually this. Yes. So oh, yeah. It is this. You, you did right. Uh, mm. Let's see. There's a couple other ones. Let me go to this other one here. This is an easy one. Uh, Blank Space by Taylor Swift. All the Lonely Starbucks Lovers. Got a list. Oh. Got, a, got a long list of ex-lovers. Yes. Got a long list. Okay. Of X lovers. Oh, I thought Star Cross Cross lovers. Okay, oh. I almost said Star Cross lovers too. So, <laughs> we were, but I was like, no, 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 no. Hold on, let me see first. Oh. 
It's a good. Let's see. It's a good song. I had a whole list here, and now they're like songs that I don't think are. Uh... You still know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, at least, at least we didn't start the nothing gross. we didn't start the fire by Billy Joel. Okay, no oh. way. We didn't start the fire. It was always burning. Said the worst attorney. Since the world was turning. <laughs> yes, this world. Uh, Jesus, what do you mean you don't know? You know this. <laughs> these, I told you, these are these are. Uh, but guys, you're you're picking this only part of the songs that I know. Like, all I know is we didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world was turned. That's it. I don't know any other part of that song. Same with Tiny Dancer. How, how about this one? I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I got it. Okay. And it's uh, the wrong lyric is, ain't nothing but a party. No, it's, ain't nothing uh, but a party. What's funny is like, I thought it was always ain't nothing but a party. Like to this day, until I looked at that, I was like, I always sang it as party. Well, you know how you figure it out is just look at the next word. You know what I mean? Because there's all the time, all the time, whenever I'm listening to songs, I won't know what they're saying. And then, so I'll just look at the next line and mm -hmm. I try to dissect what they would have said the first time. <laughs> but I'm weird, but I'm a nerd. This is my, well, no, this is no. my enjoyment. This yeah, is that's what you do. It's what you do. It's your lyricist, so... Okay, I don't. Uh, are you familiar with the Rolling Stones? Um, kind of. Okay. What's the song? I can't give you the song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it's actually the, the lyric that's misheard. I'll never leave your pizza burning. I'll never leave your pizza, pizza burning? burning. Yes. I don't even. I'll never I leave your. Okay, I don't know this song, but I'm gonna guess. Okay. I'll never leave your pizza burning. I'll never leave your. I'll never leave you piece pieces, maybe. Okay, it's um, you ready? It's I'll never be your beast of burden. I'll never be your beast of burden. Okay, last last one. Hotel California by the Eagles uh, on a dark desert highway. Cool whip in my hair. Cool wind. <laughs> cool whip. <laughs> okay, so those are easy. Those are easy. So Ken would have won anyways. Yep. <laughs> Some of them were actually like the title like tiny dancer here's tiny dancer by elton john hold me close tony danza like <laughs> yeah that was easy i thought it'd be a little more harder but it wasn't so uh that was good though i liked that that was fun so actually uh doug has to go in the and clean out a rattlesnake cage so would you do you want to help him it's yeah. insane it's in st louis no, thank you. <laughs> is that is that your number one phobia, spiders? No, uh, my number one phobia is heights. I'm not a, not big on heights. Yeah, your new album, you said, or your new single, you said. We'll go back to that. Comes out here shortly in three days. Friday. Um, yeah. So, splash on all platforms, right? Is there strat? Is there strategy to this? Like you said, you delayed. Is there strategy now? Because like some some artists are now just dropping and not telling anybody. How do you get the most, most impact out of your single? Is it advertised like normal? Like because you know like some of these big ones are just like all of a sudden it's like hey by the way, Taylor Swift just dropped a whole album yesterday and nobody knew. Yeah, but she's Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the rules don't apply to her. That's true. She could anywhere in life. She could sing. Um, she could sing the phone yeah, book no, and it would um, sell. Like I said, uh, the fact that my song has been pre-saved. You guys know what pre-saving is, right? 
Yeah, like buying it already, I guess. Or... Before it comes out. Right, but on Spotify, so it's like pre-ordering on iTunes, pre-saving on Spotify. Oh, so but, it's already in your list, yeah. Yeah, so it literally just, the minute that it comes out, it adds it straight to your library. And so I ran this campaign and have been pushing it for the past week. And then I made that TikTok video was basically, that was my, that was my strategy. You know, um, did I think it was going to get 2 million hits and I was going to have 19,000 people pre-save it? No, I had absolutely no idea. I, my goal was 5,000 pre-saves guys. That's how hard it is to get pre-saves. My goal was 5,000. You smashed it. Our goal was to get smashed five. It. They smashed it. Our, our- they smashed it. It was all them. The fact that these people believe in my song and believe in me and, and they want to hear, they want to hear um, that storytelling come back to country music just as bad as I do. It, Amen. Amen. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my strategy. Basically I put it out there and, and I try to see if people will, you know, save it to the library before it's out. And, uh, they did. And it made, makes me really happy. Our, our goal is five listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so, whatever. You guys have a lot more than that. Yeah. We got, we get pre-saves all the time. Yeah. My mom, uh, my dog. Uh. Well, no, and I did it. And sound weird when I asked you if you knew what pre-saves were. It's just there's a lot of people that I talk to. They're like, what's a pre-save? Yeah, like, I they know what a pre-order is on iTunes. Like, I didn't know you that. could do that. I I, I guess I, I'm, I know yeah. when you say it, I, I it sounds like, yeah, I, I know what that is, but I didn't know you could pre-save songs mm-hmm. that weren't out yet. Yeah. And you know why it's really great for artists is because when you run a campaign, a pre-save campaign, the button that they click it not only it not only pre-saves my new single and adds it to their library, but it has them follow me on Spotify as well. So, which means I've gained almost twenty thousand followers on Spotify oh. um, in the last few days, which has been incredible. Um, and then, uh, and then on top of it, when you click pre-save, I released a song for free that um, I wrote about my grandpa and my grandma after my grandpa died. It's called Collecting Dust. And um, the only way to get that song is by pre-saving. And when you click the button within three seconds, it redirects you to a private link and you get that song for free. So it's been a really cool thing that, that I, I, I was happy to be able to give everybody two songs for one, you know? Yeah. What other platforms are you on? Because like some people on, uh, was it Patreon? There's all, you know, there's, there's so many places to be now. Where's, yeah, where's AK at? Like I, we got your website. We got your TikTok, Spotify. AK is also on Facebook, of course, originated on Facebook. That was the OG for me. Yeah. Um, uh, and um, and I, I have a Twitter as well. I don't get on Twitter often, guys. I don't know what to say. I'm a Twitter and guy. I don't know what to say. I just don't say anything. That's my you know? main, Yeah, that's my go-to is the Twitter. Really? Yeah. I mean, you can give me some Twitter lessons. Cause like, like I said, if I don't know what to say, I just don't say anything because I don't want it to just be gibberish up there. Like, well, I the, just ate avocado toast. Well, the problem is, you know? is you, you could tweet, I just ate avocado to- toast. Ten years from now, if you eat avocado toast, that, then you might, you know, have to be banned from everything. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, so people will tweet mine you and dig up old tweets. So you gotta, you know, you gotta be very careful. In the Twitters, because you know people will it's go just and dig. Not safe. Yeah, it isn't. I mean, you blow up, and you really got to protect yourself. You know, I so know, it's, no, it's crazy. Um, but I'm also on Instagram at Alexandra K Music on Instagram. I just hit 50k today, so I was super excited. Threw myself a little 50k. Hey, awesome. You are kicking. <laughs> it's awesome. You're kicking ass. 
Instagram is hard to get followers on Instagram, guys. I know. I mean, because I post like every, I don't know, maybe six months on Instagram because I forget I have it. So, <laughs> That's why I'm on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to, like, I post a picture. And I'm like, oh, I guess I should have put that on like Instagram because that's where everybody is now. So right. I just, oh man, the social media, it's just hard to keep up. Well, I think it's really crazy how with every different social media platform, there's a different audience there. There's a different mm-hmm. generation of people. There's a different demographic. And so um, my whole reason of even, of even starting a TikTok was because I wanted to try to reach that younger demographic. And that's where I knew they were. You know, and and listen, if I was somebody singing about guns and whatever else, sex or something like I wouldn't try to reach a younger demographic. But um, I really pride myself in trying to be, you know, a role model for everybody and and not do anything that my mom would kick my ass for, you know, so. (laughs) So you're doing it right. You're doing it right. And so, yeah, yeah, that's why I went to TikTok. (laughs) Yeah. Do you run all of your social media yourself? Are you, are you actively, so how, how many Instagram DMS do you get per day? Um, I have my notifications turned off, so I don't know. Okay. Cause, (laughs) because if I did, I would, I mean, I probably Facebook messages, I probably get around a thousand a day. So it's very hard to keep up with people trying to communicate with you through any social media DM because it's just. Constant. Yeah, yeah. It just gets lost in the shuffle, you know, like and people get mad. Yeah. Well, I, I, I say that because a, a couple of weeks ago when Ken was trying to contact you, I DM'd you uh, on Instagram, just like, Hey, you know, whatever. Didn't even see it. I, I, and I, and I, I, re- I figured that it was just a shot in the dark because that's the only thing I had because Ken doesn't share <laughs> like how he was contacting you. So he keeps it a secret. Well, <laughs> so I was like, well, I'll, I'll send her a shout out and see if, uh, see, see, see if she's uh, available. And I was like, yeah, she's probably too busy. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, because you know, if I don't follow you back on Instagram, it goes into my requests. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I don't that. check my, requ- and I check my requests every once in a while, but that's where all the messages go. If we follow each other, it goes mm. straight into my actual inbox and I get right. notified. So if, like they don't notify me when I get an, a request because they just come in and they go into this special folder for me to look at them, you know, when I have time. So if the best place for anybody to contact you for mostly bookings and all that stuff is through your website. Through my website, there's a booking, um, there's a booking form through my website or my, my booking email is booking Alexandra K at gmail.com. But then I also keep up with my fans. I have a text messaging number that's only between, you know, me and my fans so that we can text back and forth. That's pretty cool. And at this point that's gotten a little overwhelming too. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably, that's a good thing. Best. That's I a really good thing. You know, that's a good thing that you're busy like that. Well, yeah, it's good. It's and, good. And, amazing, amazing people. In the age of social media, with all these different platforms and different ways to communicate, it's probably exhausting when you when you start having that many followers to to keep up. You know, but it's also probably yeah. fun. I mean, it looks like you have a smile on your face. You can't see me. That's it's weird, but you have a smile on your face, and so it looks like you have fun doing it. That's I absolutely do. I'll tell you what. Um, the uh. Being in this business, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. Um, being in this business is just is is ten times harder than my mom ever warned me it would be, and she really did not want me to do this. She loves me. She you know she didn't want me to get my heart broken over and over and over, which I have. 
because when you love something, it hurts when you can't have it. Mm-hmm. And it hurts when somebody tells you that you can't have it or that you don't have it um, or that you never will. I'm a very sensitive person. I always have been. And so sometimes I, I'll accidentally see comments that are really mean and hateful and nasty. And uh, not sometimes. I see them all the time. <laughs> but where, you know, people will message me just to, and say the nastiest things. I let myself cry, you know, a couple times a year over it and just really let it out. And then I just move forward because the, the good part about this business outweighs the bad all day, every day. And that's just the fact that I get to do what I love every day when I wake up. So, yeah. And watching you from the beginning and seeing where you are now, you could tell everybody says, you know, to get, you know, ahead, it's the grind. You got to get through those doors. You got to keep working. You got to keep grinding. And nobody sees the hard part. Nobody sees that, you know, they only see the success. So that's where a lot of, you know, uh, the nasty grams come from, maybe jealousy or whatever. But like, we, we've seen you work hard. We see all these dates. We see all these, you know, little venues you do and, you know, Belleville and, uh, you know, and now you're getting to bigger things and, and, and it's that big grind that, uh, is amazing to watch and witness from our our side, and it's it's well, thank you. and it's fun to cheer you on and and actually you know be kind of a part of that because you're on our podcast you know and, and <laughs> things you know so um, it, it reminds me of that I don't know if you've ever seen it. it's a picture of a guy with a uh, d- with a pickaxe chiseling a tunnel going for gold and he stops and it's one more pickaxe. And he gets the gold and he turned around while somebody else is coming from the other way that's, you know, that's getting ready to hit the, you know, hit the gold or whatever, because, you know, and that's what it feels like, you know, it does. And you just, you really, if you, and this is, I I get messages all the time from, from young girls or boys um, who want to be in this business and they want advice. I tell them every time, like you just, you have to want it more than you want anything in the entire world. That's it. Otherwise you'll quit. Yeah. You'll quit very easily and you'll quit very quickly because, um, and another thing about it is I always tell people when they start to get hate comments and they're in their on their videos and stuff. I'm like, take those as a compliment. Like, honestly, if you're, if you are only getting people saying, Oh my God, you're so good. You're not reaching enough people. <laughs> <laughs> The minute that you start really breaking through and reaching mass amounts of people is when you start to get hate. When you get haters, you made it. I, I keep telling Ken this all the time. He gets so much know. hate. And I'm like, dude, you made it, man. Like once you start getting <laughs> haters, man, that's that's a sign. You, you know, you're doing something. So Yeah, when you when you have a song called Ken Sucks, it's like I, I finally <laughs> finally made it. I mean, it's honestly, it's honestly the truth because if you're posting videos and it's only your mom, your sister, your aunt, and your grandma who are watching them, they're going to tell you that you're the best thing in the entire world, mm-hmm. you know, but when you get people on there that, and, and look, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Not everyone's going to listen to my songs and say, oh my gosh, she is awesome. And I'm cool with that. You just got to know that, you know, not everyone's going to love you. That's life, you know? Yeah. We actually just had a, uh, a guest turn us down. Um, because of one of our titles of our, of our podcast. And, uh, what, what was the title that she didn't like? It was, uh, it well, wasn't even- they had the competitive eater on and he was talking about eating Jack the box tacos. And I said, all I put, I don't dip them in ranch. I just put taco sauce. And he said, Oh, Ken's basic bitch tacos. So that was, the, <laughs> that was the name of our, 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 our title. 
Because you said the word bitch? Yeah, because our... our, our yeah. So Randy Santel was our guest. He's a competitive eater. He's from the St. Louis area. He's got like a million followers on, uh, on YouTube. And the title was Ken's Basic Bitch Tacos with Randy Santel. And so she's like, and, and, and understandable. She's got a lot of kids and things that, you know, that she deals with, I guess. And, um, so she didn't want but them to what the podcast was about. It was right. Just the, and that's the whole point of the titles is like to like, Hey, why is it named that? And you, you'll go back and listen to you like, okay, it's, it was, t- it's all out of context. So, right. Well, you know, some people are just trying to probably, she's right. Trying to be protective she um, was no, you know, no herself herself and her image and her audience and, yeah, and and stuff like that and you know i get like i get that that she'd never want to watch me because i have a potty mouth but you know that's a different story <laughs> you know i do and i'm like it is what it is yeah and that's <laughs> what i told ken is the the first you know message back to him was like hey you know he that's whatever you know you can love us you can hate us i mean if yeah. you don't it's if, it, if we're not for you we're not for you so you know exactly so but, you know there are people that that sit there and and just talk mad on taylor swift yeah, I mean, I don't, they talk so bad about her and but every single time she puts a record out she kills yeah and she kills she, she breaks oh, records yeah. i'm She's a swifty number one she debuts at number one so you think she really cares about the people that are standing around in their little circles being like she's horrible yeah. Mm-mm. She don't care. She doesn't care, but she knows she's doing it the the right way. Yeah. Yeah. She's making it. She's doing it. Well, so you're we're we're about out of time. So uh it's probably well it's late here. I forget you guys are an hour back. So you got the whole night ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, um <laughs> so your your single comes out Friday. You're super excited. Everybody's pre saved it. I gotta figure out how to pre save now on Spotify. Uh so I Thank can Thank you. If not, you can pre order it on iTunes too. Okay. So I will go and do that. And uh, again, you're hitting the road for, you know, Maryland and Virginia and, and things. And, uh, and There's then, no hurricane. Yeah, well, nope. It'll be fine. <laughs> and so uh, all I got to ask you is that when you, after your next, after your award show, when you first accept your first award, <laughs> we get first dibs on an interview. So well, I do what? When you accept your first award, like at a big award event, you know, like the, uh, what is the country big music country music awards, you know, when, when you get a country music award and, and a, maybe a shout out, you know, the weirdos uncensored. And, uh, and then we get dibs on interviews. There you go. So funny. You guys know that I'll come on your podcast anytime. You know so. that. Well, we, we appreciate, we enjoy having you on here and we love spreading the gospel. That is AK. Well, thank you. Yeah. Honestly, you guys are so fun. And, um, and like I said, anytime, anytime. Awesome. And we appreciate it. So uh, we will bug you and make sure that uh, you check your re- request because Ken will be DMing you and for <laughs> interviews every week. <laughs> Not every week. No, I'm just kidding. So it was so, so nice to talk to you. And again, you're kicking butt and we love watching you and uh, not in a creepy way, but like actually watching you succeed. And well, that's Doug. Wait, does that's that get you outside my window? <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's where Doug's assignment is right yeah. now. So be careful. <laughs> no, we we love watching you succeed the right way and in the fun that you have. So uh, thank you guys so much. So, uh, but that's it. And for Uncle Ken, stay fresh, cheese bags. I'm Getch, Alexander K. We Thanks out. Thanks for watching, guys. We out. Be good. <laughs>